Hello, welcome to the Biohackers live show. My name is Teemu Arena and I'm your host today. So there has been a quite a long break from our show, our shows because I've been traveling around the world. I was in uh, Southeast Asia, I was in Indonesia, I was in around Europe. Uh, basically, just getting a little bit more perspective into what's going on in the world and also getting myself more centered. I think in today's life, when we're talking about biohacking, a lot of people are too much focused on the kind of ideology of kicking ass all the time, that you need to be better, faster, stronger, and fully focused on doing what you need to do like all the time and, and just getting stuff done. That's obviously one of the big reasons why we do things. But I think it's also super important to get a wider perspective occasionally, uh, kind of focus for a moment. Uh, today, for example, I've had quite a lot of work to do with an upcoming biker summit in Tallinn that's going to be next week on Saturday, 15th of September. And uh, yeah, I was, I was working full time. I had a lot of tasks on my, on my way. And then I decided to go to a sauna and take a shower and when i was sitting in the sauna i started meditating and while i was meditating all these thoughts came to me that uh, i really need to focus on some things that i had ignored some ways how i can really cut my workload to half and, and all that i noticed that this happens often when i take a break from the things that i do when i'm going to um for a nature walk or i go to a sauna or i might go to a gym or, or I might spend some time with friends. So biohacking is, to me, it's all about the equilibrium. It's about the balance of things. And you have to also balance your focus and attention into what you do so that you're able to kind of laser focus into things and, you know, finding the right way to do those in the most effective way, figuring out what is the 20% that will result in 80% of improvement. But at the same time, also taking perspective, taking a little bit of distance, um, asking yourself, reflecting, why am I doing this and what should I do next and how I can do these things better. And uh, that's what often like travel does to me. And I have a lot of new perspective for this autumn. So uh, we just published a new book called Biker Stress Manual in Finnish. It's coming in English next year. We sold the first edition in two weeks. A new one is coming up. So quite a popular addition to our existing Biker's handbook manual that is coming out in English later this year. Um, but today, my guest is uh, Seem Lund. Uh, and he's a, he's a good friend of mine and probably familiar to many of you who have been following the Biker's live show. Um, and I'm going to bring Seem um, into this show so so seem how are you doing hello hello i'm doing uh magnificent as i like to say and uh yeah i totally agree with you in this sense what you were already talking about that biohacking is about not just optimizing yourself and not just being selfishly performance oriented but also finding the balance of you know looking at how your own behavior and how your own uh let's say well-being in terms of health and mindset is going to affect those around you as well so i believe that that's what the ultimate goal of biohacking would be to optimize yourself on the individual level so that those around you can can also you know gain some of that benefit so yeah looking forward to talking with you tonight and uh, it's been good yeah totally so the idea of this discussion today is is kind of getting us warmed up for for the autumn and and all the biohacking that we're going to do and all the new content that is coming out and for the Biker Summit that is coming out. And uh, with Seam, we're going to be diving deep into our upcoming upcoming conference uh, and, and some of the topics in there. So I'm, I'm just going to show, uh, let's see here. Yeah, so if you go to bikersummit.com, you can find the Biker Summit Tallinn that's going to be on 14th to 15th of September. The main conference day is going to be Saturday. And we have a pretty hyped up uh, speaker lineup coming up and uh, super interesting uh, topics that we are covering from uh, ketogenic diets to decoding your lab tests and um, how to prevent uh, serious health conditions happening in the future by 
uh, engineering. And also how to kick ass. There's going to be a, a lot of kicking ass. Absolutely. A lot of <laughs> kicking ass, more kicking ass than probably seen in a while. And um, uh, yeah, it's great exhibition. We also have uh, the thermogenic spa that was in 2017 in Helsinki. So we're going to have yeah. a cryo cabin there. We're going to have an ice bath, some traditional wood heated saunas and and. Yeah, um, that's one of the best things about, you know, what kind of a conference can you go to where you can take an ice bath, take a sauna, and then go back, listen to the speeches. And like, that's nowhere else, <laughs> nowhere else going to happen. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, uh, and the upgrade dinner, obviously, which is for VIPs, um, it's still one of my top favorites uh, in terms of workshops uh, that are really combining everything that biohacking is all about. Uh, so we're working with Sami Talberg, the wild food chef, um, getting some local forage um, and and great ingredients. And then we are combining traditional uh, and culinaristic uh, cooking and, and kitchen techniques with latest biohacks and deeper understanding of biochemistry. And people are going to hands-on participate in this and learning um, how to how to really um, take the food on their plate to a new level. So Sami is a, is a, is a, has been doing this with us alongside with Barker Summits for, for the last four years or so, three, four years. And it's a great event. So if you have time to come to Tallinn, it's a short boat trip. Rip, uh, boat, what? Short <laughs> boat trip from cruise. Helsinki. A, a cruise. cruise. I mean, yeah, so Tallinn is great still at this time of the year. So, um, um, yeah, um, one of the kind of key figures um, from this program that we're going to dive into in this podcast is, is this, um, this circle that we made about optimizing human health. So this model for decoding and optimizing your health is something that we're going to be talking about in detail together with team uh, today. But what we're going to start with is um, discussions on, on, the, on the topics that are of great interest to ourselves at the moment. So Seem, what have you been kind of uh, up to recently? Uh, what's been your, your kind of focus and interest? Mm, yeah, like... Well, I've been always focused mostly on like nutrition and uh, especially keto and uh, intermittent fasting. Those are one of my biggest passions and one of the areas that I'm mostly uh, knowledgeable, knowledgeable about. But uh, recently I've been focusing a lot on uh, trying to find this balance between uh, this building muscle as well as longevity because those things they're kind of they tend to contradict each other and uh, there may be some situations where you know being very high performance oriented and uh, being very you know oriented towards bodybuilding and things like that you may kind of neglect the longevity and you may actually decrease your lifespan if you're if you if you don't know what you're doing and that's what that's what about trying to find this sort of a balance and medium of incorporating these different strategies while trying to maximize you know, longevity and uh, overall health while still being, you know, able to have the other critical component to longevity, which is, you know, maintaining lean muscle mass and uh, maintaining strength all throughout the years. So that's what my speech is going to be about as well at the Biohacker Summit. And uh, that's going to be like the future topic of my, of my, of my coming book uh, later this year as well. So to me, anabolism uh, is is all about things like sleep and recovery and catabolism is things like the work that I do and the exercise that I do, all the stimulus. And to me, like growth doesn't really happen in stimulus. It happens during rest. And, and there is increasing focus in the health and fitness scene, moving more also into understanding the balance that comes from recovery um and not just like constantly eating uh and exercising but understanding that if you want to optimize that you have to understand also the anabolic process and anabolic process is not just taking anabolic steroids right <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah like my my speech is going to be about uh mainly 
balancing cannibalism and catabolism with uh, nutrition and uh, how these or making people understand how these different nutrients how these different macronutrients and how different foods affect the body's anabolic and catabolic uh, balance or homeostasis you know mainly the main pathways that uh, a lot of people already know about or or one of those big topics that are qu quite popular recently are the things like autophagy and uh, mTOR and AMPK so those are going to be the main main targeting points of my speech where i talk about what they are and how do they affect us so so the person can you know gain the information of how they can actually control their biology in, in real time on that with with their daily activities all the time so give me a give me some i mean introduction into this topic i'm pretty sure there are people listening who just lost you on mtor <laughs> and uh autophagy what yeah. so uh give us a little explanation what do you mean by these words and and uh why should people care yeah definitely um well your body is uh, as a as a like the super organism as your body is it's always constantly trying to detect the presence of nutrients in in your system and uh, based on that based on those nutrients it's going to either you know conduct these certain metabolic processes namely like anabolism or catabolism is it going to promote uh, dna replication and cellular growth uh, or is it going to actually try to preserve its own resources and mobilize the resources it already has so it, in, in in hopes of you know surviving for longer so there's this always constantly your body is also constantly looking out for these different nutrients in your system and uh, the main signaling factors or the fuel sensors that are detecting this are like uh, mTOR and uh, AMPK. So mTOR is the main anabolic pathway of, of the human body, which is going to promote like uh, things like protein synthesis, cellular growth, and everything that is related to growing and uh, being anabolic, so to say. And the opposite to that is AMPK, which is another fuel sensor that gets elevated when you run out of uh, nutrients and when you run out of your body's endogenous energy, so to say. So there's this constant, uh, constantly, constant process of monitoring. And whenever you do run out of you know, your body's own internal resources, then AMPK is going to trigger this other metabolic pathway called uh, autophagy, which is, uh, which is the process of cellular recycling. Basically, your, your healthy cells they're going to start uh, searching out for old and worn out cells to convert it back into energy. So it's your body eating itself so that it can uh, survive for longer and get the energy it needs from the cells that it's not using. So those are the, so that it, these are the pathways that are responsible for growing and uh, repair. Right. So um, I'm, I'm showing people like uh, what you're talking about. So I did a little Google search uh, on AMP signaling pathway. So there is things like exercise that contribute to AMPK, AMPK and, and that leads then uh, to, to a cascade of effects, uh, including fatty acid metabolism, fatty yeah. acid synthesis, you, autophagy, you, and protein synthesis through mTOR. Yeah, you can Google search like uh, mTOR triad kinase. That's, that, that has like a really good image. Uh, that is showing like this how this uh, these pathways they interact. Uh, I mean, if I understand correctly from this, uh, what is key here is uh, um, things like energy starvation. I guess that uh, that basically points to fasting. And mm -hmm. uh, are are you saying that with intermittent fasting you can activate AMP AMPK? And, and that can lead into um, triggering the pathways that are helping you to maintain the homeostasis and uh, to, to potentially uh, support your longevity. Yeah, that's, that's, that's correct. And uh, that actually is, the, you know, one of the most surest ways or one of the few ways scientists actually know how to prolong lifespan in any species is through uh, intermittent fasting and caloric restriction. So those are the things that have been found to expand the lifespan of like yeast by 100% almost and even more. So that's like double their lifespan if they, if they consume less, less calories. And in monkeys, monkeys can live also like 40% longer 
if they're fed fewer fewer calories. So the, probably the same same principle applies to humans as well in in some extent. But uh, the, the the one of the biggest culprits or one of the biggest uh, you know mistakes people tend to make is that they kind of put caloric restriction and intermittent fasting into the same pot. Although they have like similar benefits and the similar mechanisms, you can you can be eating very little calories without you know activating the health benefits of autophagy just because of your feeding yourself all the time. So they've actually done a few studies where they showed that that uh, the the one of the most important uh, factors that contribute to increased lifespan are linked to autophagy and not necessarily caloric restriction. You need autophagy to gain the longevity benefits. For instance, they had th- did some studies with mice where they genetically mutated them so that they wouldn't be able to activate autophagy. And they found out that those mice didn't live longer. And whereas the other mice who did have you know, the autophagy genes uh, available, those mice were still able to live longer. So the key is to still being able to activate autophagy without necessarily having to deprive yourself from calories all the time, or as, or at least as, not as much as you would think you need. You can still eat very much calories, maintain a lot of muscle mass, and uh, still activate autophagy by you know, being very diligent and very cautious with your time, t- time, uh, timing of your feeding, and still gain the benefits of longevity. At least that's, that's one of my theories, because you don't want to deprive yourself from calories for too long because you're going to potentially lose a lot of muscle mass, which is another you know, problematic thing when it comes to longevity. One of the reasons people die is because they're losing a lot of their muscle mass, and in so doing, they're also sacrificing a lot of their metabolic health and uh, their bone strength and uh, things of like that. So people, people age because of sarcopenia, which is linked to a lot of like uh, problems with metabolism and neurodegenerative issues and not not elevating mTOR enough you need you need mTOR as well for longevity to maintain your lean muscle mass and you never want to deprive yourself for too long so the key is to find this balance between autophagy and mTOR and to know how can you activate these genes at specific times that contribute both to your longevity and uh, muscle muscle maintenance okay so um let's dive deep into deeper into caloric restriction and intermittent fasting itself um it's often when people change their diets into a more fat-based diet, um, it's, it can be easier for them actually to uh, then restrict the amount of calories that they're eating because fat gives them a more steady fuel source. So a good example might be uh, a, some kind of drink like coffee or tea with some fat in the morning. And mm-hmm. it's very satisfying, so you kind of easily uh, skip um, any snacks that you might be craving for. Uh, so you're not getting into this yo-yo effect of of uh, being constantly hungry um, uh, with the crashes of blood sugar. So that kind of leads easier for people uh, with um, higher fat diets um, into uh, caloric restriction as well as <laughs> yeah uh yeah it's like i mentioned it's it's super easy for people to simply start off by skipping some meals every once in a while to have these periods where they go into a deeper state of autophagy and a deeper state of ketosis those are one of the things that everyone can start off by you know not feeling obligated to eat just because their doctor told them to or just because they think it's going to be good for them whereas in reality skipping a meal may actually be much more beneficial in the in the long run so yeah what i tend to advise for most people is to practice intermittent fasting at least in some shape or form every day and uh, that's going to be super convenient for you know body composition as well as productivity and you know, generally, yeah, I mean, um, being more act or activating more of those pathways towards longevity, like autophagy and uh, things like that. But when it comes to balancing out with mTOR, then you can do it on a daily basis, very free, very easily. And I do it myself on a daily basis. So what I do is I extend my fasting window every day, at least until like you know, eighteen or twenty hours, and then I eat my calories in a smaller time frame 
maybe within like two to two to four hours uh, at, at usually. So that's like a really good balance in my opinion. And at minimum, it would be people would want to fast for maybe like yeah, 16 hours every day to gain these benefits of going into at least like some mild autophagy. And 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 to and to combine it together to actually you know have the mTOR pathway directed towards the right place, which is to build you know muscle tissue and drive protein synthesis, then I will also work out before I actually eat any food, so that the resistance training and lifting weights that's going to activate mm. the mTOR pathway and that's going to drive the food that you do eat into the right spot, so to say, and you're going to use it for more. Uh, quality anabolism and uh, quality muscle gain instead of like fat 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 gain or something. Right, right. Uh, doesn't also activate the GLUT4 receptor on cells so that they they shovel the circulating glucose into into the muscle yeah. instead of somewhere else. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Like even like very short contractions of maximum effort, like doing isometric holds <laughs> with some push-ups or something like that in a plank hold. That's going to also already activate some. GLUT4 receptors on your muscles, which are going to go, you know, which are going to help insulin direct uh, the sugar and uh, the food into the into the cells much faster and replenish glycogen. Be the kind of call it kind of like a minimum effective dose. So uh, probably with exercise, you don't mean that you need to go for a. 30 minute gym thing or or, yeah. or just running around so uh, what what's your protocol let's say you're in a restaurant you've been fasting and you decide to have a huge meal with some uh you know some sweet potatoes and you have some rice and all kinds of things you're getting some glucose it's evening now um what kind of exercise protocol would you do that when you come to the table uh, that the other people are not going to look look at you like <laughs> what's going on here man yeah <laughs> uh uh generally for the glute 4 receptors even as little as maybe like uh like 90 seconds of of uh exercise of some resistance training can activate the glute 4 receptors and uh, you know make you more insulin sensitive but uh, generally what i te- what my minimal effective dose exercise would be something very uh high intensity and with very short uh rest intervals maybe like this my go-to exercise, like I think that would be like the biggest bang for a buck would be like burpees, regular burpees, where you go down into a deep squat, you push yourself into a push-up position, you do the push-up and, you, and then you jump back up. So that's like a very strenuous exercise and it's quite difficult, especially if you do it like a very, at a very rapid pace. So when I'm, when I'm usually like traveling or if I'm short on time, then my go-to exercise for the day can be even as little as five minutes of burpees of doing maybe like 100 burpees with some you know resting very little in between sets and that's gonna be very you know well enough for that but also maybe like simply if you were to do it at a restaurant or something uh you can maybe yeah hold some isometric contractions or something that that may be activating these glute 4 receptors and easy easy exercises for that maybe like holding the horse stance with your feet, you know, sideways and being in this like a deep squat holds or doing something like the planche, which uh, will also, you know, activate uh, the muscles in your shoulders and upper body mostly. Yeah. yeah. I'm also showing here just a simple wall sit. A simple wall sit would be, would be actually pretty good to do in a, in a restaurant. You can even go to a toilet <laughs> and do something yeah. like this. And, although, uh, al- although the, although the convenience with yeah slightly more uh, difficult yeah yeah totally um so let's go back to the health effects of this so you're obviously doing these things for um for a purpose for also to make sure that you're shoveling most of the glucose that you're then getting into muscle growth but if we look at the health effects of this uh fashi, um so what it contributes to is stronger immune system, uh, better cardiovascular function, uh, prevention of type 2 diabetes and fatty liver. Um, with the strengthening immune system, you can, you can better fight off infectious disease, cancer, and yeah. you can also prevent neurodegenerative diseases, uh, 
and, and things related to, to premature cell death, um, inflammation and aging. Is that right? Yeah, it's, it's so true that uh, autophagy is linked to uh, most of these things related to aging in general. And one of the, let's say, one of the uh, best contributing factors to it is uh, that it can also maintain your mitochondrial functioning as you age. So there's this theory of that uh, one of the reasons people age is that their mitochondria become more dysfunctional and uh, the mitochondria are the powerhouses of your cells that uh, that produce energy so as you age your mitochondrial functioning is going to drop and uh, that's that is also going to you know be this domino stone that is going to lead to all of these other age related diseases and issues so with autophagy you can actually start recycling those those mitochondria that are that are damaged and that are slowing you down and you're going to convert them back into energy. So this, there's this additional process called uh, mitophagy, which is like basically mit mitochondrial autophagy. So yeah, th th that's going to be keeping away the bad stuff that is causing you inflammation and uh, slowing you down and using those, those uh, you know, building blocks back into you know, new, new, new things that, are gonna, that, that can be used as like new building blocks. So one of the reasons it's it's like an accumulation. People accumulate a lot of waste, and uh, because of poor nutrition habits and because of poor nutrient timing, uh, they're going to inhibit the recycling process as well. So they're constantly accumulating. So that's one of the biggest reasons why the uh, general diet in the West for the mainstream people is going to be very thing that is isn't going to support their longevity. Right. Um, I'm actually showing here an image of mitochondrial health. So in this image, you notice how caloric restriction combined with physical activity leads into the activation of mitophagy and mitogenesis. And yeah. that leads into, um, I guess, lower inflammation and, and better stem cell function. And then you have um, uh, the, the better mitochondrial function is related to the, the ability to deal with reactive oxygen species, basically low-level inflammation. And uh, if, if this process doesn't work very well <clears throat> or you have reduced physical activity, uh, deregulation of hormonal activities, then an inflammation that can lead into premature aging. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Uh, fascinating. Uh, so... Let's go, uh, let's shift gears a little bit. So this, these are some of the topics that you're preparing a talk um, that you're going to be presenting at the, the Biohackers Summit in Tallinn. Yeah. And uh, uh, the main topic of the event is decoding optimal health. And you start uh, here also by saying, so we're actually organizing this together with Seem. So Seem is one of the curators. Um the wealth of a nation is determined by the health of its people. The best healthcare is disease prevention through an optimized lifestyle. Uh, you don't have to sacrifice your health or well-being for getting better results at work, school, or sport. And that biohacking is the art and sign of understanding your human physiology for the sake of improving your health, longevity, professional performance, productivity, and wellness. So we are covering uh, several topics that are related to optimizing health and well-being. What we just discussed about uh, in terms of autophagy, which I still can't pronounce, <laughs> and mTOR pathways and AMPK and um, mitochondrial function, those are all kind of the deeper um, understandings that are coming from science and uh, understanding human physiology. So once you are more aware of some of those patterns uh, that are going on in your system, you can then start to time your lifestyle decisions, uh, like we just discussed in terms of exercise timing, eating timing, all of those to, to better help that system to support your general health and well-being. And um, what, we, what we start with in the conference, and we have actually like... Um, organized all the talks into three different categories um in 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 the in the crusade for 
optimal human health. We, we start from decoding health. Uh, what we just discussed was, was about more about optimizing health to be able to transform health uh, through exercise and dietary interventions and fasting. So decoding health starts by getting a picture of the terrain, getting the map, basically, of what's going mm. on in your system. So you can start from genetic testing so that you better understand what cards have been played for you. You can start from blood tests, um, which is basically diving deeper into your current um, status of your system, uh, if you have the right micronutrients. Um, what is the level of inflammation that you're dealing with? What is, what is the lipid profiles and uh, your um, uh, w- w- uh, blood sugar control? How those are contributing on the foundations to your ability to even optimize your health and also to better understand what to optimize, what to, what to strive for. So that's what self-quantification really is all about. Um, yeah. On the surface, it might be about using like activity trackers. Uh, I have the Aura Ring here, the new one, um, nice. which which measures my stress level and my uh, physical activity, how much I sit, and changes my body temperature. That might be an indicator of uh, indicator of immune system function and and heart rate variability. Better understanding of of stress. Um, when you combine data like that with the data coming from your biochemistry and genetics, and hopefully in the future also epigenetics, uh, you can better understand, um, you can decode the current status of your health. So how, seem are you personally doing uh, these steps? So how are you starting to better understand your map, your terrain, uh, for then to be able to optimize through interventions coming from science and, and, and theories in your books um, uh, to, to be a better functioning uh, human being. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, you said it very well that it, it creates the map that uh, you, you can follow. And if you don't really have a map, then you're kind of winging it. And you don't really know. No, you don't. You don't have the general direction of what's actually working or what where should you head in the first place. So yeah, what I tend to do is, I I try to keep myself on track with my general biomarkers uh, from 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 the doctor and to see what nutrients I might need and whether or not if I'm deficient in any of them, so I can you know change some of my uh, nutrient. Uh, so I can change my nutrition in some aspects, but generally, like like I also use different uh, ways to quantify my overall life, whether that be you know with the aura ring. I also have the aura ring, and that's like a really good, really good tool for bringing more awareness about your daily activities and to use these technologies that are more um, objective than your human human mind in a sense because the human brain can try to deceive itself all the time and especially with things like sleep you can't really know how well you sleep based on uh, your own subjective feeling of course you can you know feel the difference but how do you know how much hours you actually got like REM sleep or deep sleep and whether or not maybe you're actually staying awake without you even knowing it so these technologies they kind of bring more awareness into your life and they re- they can reveal some of the blind spots that uh, you may have, and uh, with with that knowledge you gain, you can then uh, re-optimize uh, your life around those uh, results. Yeah, uh, we have uh, one of these companies who is doing this decoding. Actually, there's probably a few ones. Uh, we're still confirming some of the exhibitors, but one uh, definitely is going to be Sunlab, and and Sunlab is the leading. Um, one of the biggest uh, laboratory testing companies in Europe, if not the biggest. And um, personally, I've been going to Estonia to get my lab tests done. So they have a bunch of different panels. So you can do general health risk panels. You can do uh, a panel that's designed for vegetarians. You might be doing a panel that's great for um, assessing thyroid function or liver function. You can look at your micro elements and micronutrients and vitamins. You can do a fatty acid panel to better understand things like 
omega-3 to omega-6 ratio and so on. And if you are dealing with potential infectious disease or allergies, you can also gain a better understanding of gut function, uh, aller- your allergies, and um, if you have Lyme disease or not. And um, one of the speakers uh, kind of guiding us into this is going to be Tommy Vaskivua. He is the CEO or the managing director of Sunlab. And he's coming over and he's, he's he will be sharing some of his um, insights into how to how to do this properly. And if you're coming to Biker Summit in Tallinn, this is a great opportunity to get your lab tests done um, at a fraction of the price because Estonia is very cheap place to do these things. And uh, Sunlab is going to be there. You'll be able to do your lab tests and get the results online. So they deliver those through email. So you get the results and then you go can go to a doctor or friend or a biohacker, whoever, or you can study yourself how to interpret the results. But uh, Or you can get consultation from, the, from Sunlab directly on your results. So, so that's a great one. Um, to look into, we also here in Finland we we launched uh, just recently uh, something called um, Health DX, and Health DX or Terve DX in Finnish is uh, actually using um, I can't say it officially that Syn Lab, but it's uh, Medics Laborator- uh, Laboratories and Medics Laboratories was bought by Syn Lab recently. Um, but basically, it's the the same standardized tests. Um, and what we have done with this, um, we have chosen the biomarkers that are of priority when it comes to uh, better understanding of your current status of your health and well-being. And what we did in terms of the analysis in this service, we looked deeper into what is the optimal state. So instead of looking what is within a reference range, we are looking at what is the optimal for something um, in your lab results. Uh, we have things like high, highly sensitive testosterone tests, which will show results also in women. The typical normal testosterone tests, they, they don't show anything in, in ladies because it's not sensitive enough, so we have that. Uh, in terms of lipid panels, we look at things like lipoprotein APOA, so we are looking at particle size and triglycerides and, and so on. So you better understand like uh, the real risk of cholesterol, especially if you combine that with your insulin signaling. So we're looking at insulin. We're looking at fasting blood uh, glucose and uh, long-term blood sugar. And we're looking at inflammation markers like highly sensitive C-reactive protein and homocysteine. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm pretty stoked uh, to share also in my own contribution to the Biker Summit in Tallinn, some of our experience of, of doing this part uh, of decoding. As, and also, obviously, all, all the stuff that comes from using different activity trackers. I have a watch here that is doing 24-7 tracking of my, um, of my stress levels, my heart rate variability, and I combine that with the data from Aura and I have a bunch of other things. So I would be happy to share anything that I know. So. Um, the next step uh, of optimizing human health is once you have the some kind of understanding of the map, it's good to remember that the map is not the terrain. You have to go <laughs> to the terrain and you have to do the things yourself to really see what works and what doesn't. And um, that leads us to optimizing health. And that's all the biohacking interventions and self-experiments that you're doing based on your research and data and then guided by that research and data and expert opinion you you have a hypothesis that if i do this that might happen so if i exercise before i eat a high glucose meal that might reduce my risk of getting diabetes and will improve um my uh my ability to to shovel that uh, excess glucose into muscle growth and, and that will improve um, my current status in terms of health, also including uh, inflammation. So now you have a hypothesis, and then it's all about implementing that experiment. And the transformation really comes from learning. So the feedback loops 
So you do something, you, you, you see how you feel, you do more lab tests, you talk to experts, and next time around, you have an even better hypothesis, an even better designed experiment or new questions or new answers to your current situation. So you can, the, uh, the way how I think about it is that the faster the feedback loops, the faster the learning and the faster mm. also your progress towards optimal human health. What do you think? Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree that, you know, there's a difference between uh, knowing the path and walking the path. <laughs> you, you, you can have all the information in the world, but uh, it's worthless unless you take action on it or if you, unless you implement the changes. You can know everything about autophagy or, or mTOR or whatever it is. You can know a lot about sleep. But unless you actually make some of the changes, then it's worthless. It's you know you can throw it away and uh, be done with it. So definitely, like yeah, it's it's one of the critical steps of adding, of taking action on the things you learn. Uh, it's surprising to me how many people do a lot of things in terms of health and they never measure. So they're never getting the data if what they're doing is yeah, really working. Yeah. That's so, true. So I have here what I have here. I have a freaking red light. So this thing is supposedly lowering my inflammation. I can do this. I have a cup of uh, coffee with some fats and some things that are supposedly boosting my, my cognitive performance. And uh, yeah, I have a bunch of exercise equipment here. I have things on the back that are helping with um, uh, improving the air quality. But in the end, if I do all of these things, what do I know about which one of those really do anything? Which one of those really work? Um, the real insights come from personal inquiry and hard data that I'm getting from more objective sources and expert opinion also, like uh, and studies and research that probably these things work. Um, but we have to kind of walk the path and measure the things in our own case to to see if it works for us and what doesn't because if you do all the biohacking you can spend all your day doing biohacking and uh uh what how do you know what is the 20 percent that will result in 80 percent improvement yeah you can get lost in the weeds so to say you can do biohacking just for the sake of biohacking without getting the health benefits or not improving your life so the key is to you know find out what is giving you the most results what is the most effective biohacks for you and then you know, focus in hard on those things that are actually going to work. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's also like a very critical thing to focus on the basics and getting the basics covered, whether that be like nutrition, exercise, and sleep before you try to add like some miracle supplements or things like that because they're not going to work that effectively. So that's that's what that's why it's like it's a it should be like a holistic approach of looking at it as a holistic system. And building it up from from the ground up uh, with with the with the fundamental knowledge. Yeah. So uh, you're absolutely on the money here. Uh, now, looking at uh, our our kind of model uh, for optimizing human health, uh, and looking at the program in in Tallinn that we have put together, um, uh, which one of the speakers are you most kind of uh, uh, interested in? personally when it comes to uh optimizing your health so all the self-experience who are the people who you think you can learn real practical uh tricks and tips um that are founded in in research and uh, experience uh, that you trust that you are personally looking forward to mm-hmm uh, well, like I think we have a really good lineup in the sense we we, we have all the uh, areas of your health covered, you know, nutrition, sleep, and uh, some other biohacks and exercise. But uh, one of the things that I'm really looking forward to, of maybe like from the scientific perspective of you know finding some real you know quantifiable or or some real um, you know real world experiments, not only my, on my own experiments experience. But also, like on a population level, I think it will be uh, Dr. Svetoslav Kanenko from Ukraine, and he's like he has his own clinic and he runs, he he does like more biohacking interventions in addition to the standard 
um, med- medical care. So he, that's something I, I, I can look forward to, to hear in terms of like finding out what he does to treat his patients and uh, what are the stories that are come from there. Uh, so Kanenko is putting into practice all the biohacking and uh, he's, he, he comes from a background of being a doctor uh, of modern medicine, but he's taking an approach that is more preventive and more based on health optimization. In current society, uh, health is defined as the absence of sickness. And the absence of sickness is basically the fact that you are within some laboratory test results. That you're barely surviving. <laughs> you're barely surviving and the symptoms uh, the symptoms are kind of not severe enough uh, to require treatment or a diagnosis of disease. But uh, the, the more kind of biohacking approach to this is to figure out not just that you are, there is an absence of sickness, but this, there is the presence of optimal human performance, health, and well-being. And this is where modern technology, modern diagnostic methods come to play uh, that we can learn uh, definitely from him. Um, yeah. And uh, one thing that I'm interested in in terms of measuring things, uh, decoding health, is Michael Lundell's presentation on assessing your ketosis with breath ketones. So if you are doing intermittent fasting and, or you're doing ketogenic diets, how do you know if you're in ketosis and how that's kind of really affecting you? So ketonics is from Sweden and they've developed a device for understanding better um, the current status, state of your ketosis. Uh, so you understand um, also how your body is functioning in, re- in response to fasting and food. So that's one thing that I would be looking forward to. In terms of like practical value, I'm really interested to uh, listen and also personally participate in teachings of Kiki Bosch. Uh, Kiki has uh, really uh, kind of, I mean, it's just in the last few years, um, she's been to Biker Summit a few times and and she's now a trained uh, Wim Hof method instructor and she's diving um, these uh, icebergs all around the world and and the kind of colds that she is um, uh, exposing herself to can be really like sub-zero temperatures and and she has not the easiest life either behind her uh, which has been very open to share and 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 for somehow like this this working with cold has helped her to get out of her comfort zone and 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 by working on that she's been able to balance herself out and and really like find a completely new gear to her life this is just my interpretation of what's going on i'm really looking forward to seeing uh, her work uh, and in terms of photography uh, kiki kiki Bosch has has really and she's uh, going to help she's yeah. going to help people with the ice bath as well and teach them how to uh, control the re- reflexes and uh, responses to to the cold and kind of how to get comfortable being uncomfortable so to say yeah yeah i'm i'm showing some footage from uh from her uh one of her youtube videos um which is it's beautiful stuff um just going to skip skip forward to to the beef here uh yeah there she is and and she's been to amazing locations where the top water temperature is freezing zero and and shooting footage of that but uh at the biohacker summit all of us will be able to learn from her how to do breath work and how to better deal with uh things that are really pushing you and to practically enable this we have the thermogenic spa where people can expose themselves to extreme colds like minus i don't know 100 degrees or something like this with the thermogenic uh, uh the the cryo chamber but also traditional ways of just ice baths 
and you'll be able to learn some of the breeding techniques from the Wim Hof method uh, to, to be able to deal with cold temperatures. So if you ever want to experience this, um, now is your chance. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that a lot of people aren't exposed to at all, like the cold, and they're afraid of it. But yeah, it, cold has also like very good health benefits. And uh, it can, in, in, in connection to the things that we've been talking about today, it's like cold can uh, activate AMPK as well and uh, stimulate like some of the longevity pathways. So yeah, it's super good. Another one that I'm really looking forward to in this context is uh, Dr. Ali Binatsir. Uh, he uh, he is three-time TEDx speaker. Um, he's he's he comes from a background of neuroscience, and he's from US, and and he's really into happiness engineering and engineering your mental software. and And his presentations are extremely entertaining, and um, and and will give very practical tools how you can your how you can optimize your mental state uh, for for better health and well-being, and and how you can like practically really do that. Personally, I'm going to be talking about similar topics, um, but not necessarily from a neuroscience perspective, but more from a behavioral perspective on how you can uh, hack your habits. Um, I think in the end, if we are t- uh, we are talking about our model here, optimizing human health. Um, the, the path that you walk is, is super important. The feedback loops are super important. If you if you are changing yourself, it starts from changing the basic programming in your biology. Uh, it's, it comes from the realization that we are already trained biological computers and machines, and we tend to repeat patterns of behavior. And it's very hard sometimes to change yourself. It's very hard to get out of existing behavioral patterns. And I'm going to be talking about some of the techniques founded in science and practicality that anyone can do to to change their own behaviors towards better. I don't believe in willpower. I don't think having more willpower is the problem. I think it's, it's really about hacking the context. It's hacking your environment in such a way that it supports better health and well-being and makes it more likely that you will change your behaviors towards better. So so that's what I'm going to be diving deeper into. Um, and my colleague, Jaakko Halmetoja, he's such a, a poet when it comes to really narrating all of these things. So he's going to be closing up the conference with decoding symbiotic relationship with you and your environment. And he's diving into the fact that it's not about hacking yourself. It's not about optimizing yourself. Uh, but it's more about understanding your and optimizing and hacking your relationship to your environment. And by increasing your symbiotic role with your environment, that includes human and biological, like uh, plants and food and nutrition, animals even, uh, friends, family, all of that. Bacteria. (laughs) Bacteria, your microbiome, and also non-biological organisms or systems. Humans uh, are one uh, system. Uh, the, The plant kingdom is one system, but also the technological dimension, the kind of non human Dimension. So, how do you kind of work with your relationship to your tools and technologies that are extensions of you? Um, so, th- I'm interested in talking about that uh, and thinking about that with anyone who's coming to the conference. And uh, we have a lot of interesting stuff coming up. So, um, if you haven't yet booked your ticket for the Biohacker Summit, um, you can do so uh, on the website. Um, we we still have a few tickets left. Uh, you can still get the early bird ticket at two twenty. Uh, if you're coming coming with a friend, you can use the code friend, and that will give you a fifty percent discount on that price. So you get it around a hundred. And um, there, we also have student tickets for fifty euros. And if you can't join in person, 
we have a live stream available as well. So that's one of the best ways to kind of get a, uh, the full conference recording uh, because we have very high-end multiple camera recordings with really high-quality audio, and we're packaging that up. Um, so you will be able to watch that live, and if you can make every single one of those, you can also just then download every single video afterwards, including the presentations and descriptions of the speakers and all the extra material that we provide. So that's great value uh, if you can't really come in person. But if you come in person, there's all those experiences, and we are we are announcing tomorrow, I guess, uh, also the upgrade offsite. Uh, so those tickets will go out fast. That's going to be on Sunday. It's going to be on the 16th of um, September, and that's when we are uh, going to have a. F- uh, how, how did you describe that scene? Like a whole body kind of experience? It's it's like a fully immersive body mind. Um trip and experience that's going to involve understanding how to how to develop more uh, intuition with your body as well as how to start controlling your nervous system in response to different uh, uh, stimuli so we're going to do things like some acro yoga in 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 Tallinn and uh, in the afternoon we will also have like a trip to the countryside where we'll do some saunas and uh, practice some breath work as well to kind of get more in touch with our physiology and to learn how to become more mindful of it. So developing our own uh, neurofeedback almost. <laughs> and uh, that's one of, one of the things we'll, we'll be doing there. And we're also going to have a saunas, which is another way to you know, get some hormesis and uh, trigger, trigger that some of the growth hormone. So it's, it's quite an quite, uh, awesome experience, I think. And definitely, like, if you do want to get like the full experience of Biohacker Summit, then uh, yeah, I, w- I would definitely encourage getting the VIP ticket. With that's that's also going to include the upgraded, uh, upgraded dinner the, the, the day before the main event, the main event, and you know the off offsite. So it's like a full package. And uh, I've been do I've been coming for the Biohacker Summit f- since last year, and it's like really really amazing experience because you get to you get to meet all the speakers, and you actually make new friends that uh, you're gonna that are gonna last for uh, the entire lifetime and yeah it's super exciting for it you can you can learn from all of us and not just you know the speakers but the audience members i've been looking at the attendee list and oh boy i can tell you the people who are coming there are all super experts on whatever they're doing and and there's a ton of learning that you can do from them so this is more like a retreat than a conference it's really reasonably priced, and you can do your blood work simultaneously. So, if yeah. you've been planning to do that, this is your opportunity for for getting uh, some of the decoding done as well, and and then have all the tools and experiences and learning that will help you to take your health to the next level. So, with that, um, I encourage everyone to check out bikersummit.com. Uh, you should also check out. The YouTube channel of uh, our guest today, Seamland, um, and you can find that uh, by searching for Seamland on YouTube and Seamland.com. There is a bunch of books on ketogenic diets and all that stuff. And um, what I really like about the stuff that you are doing is just the entertaining way how on your videos you are communicating uh, such complex topics like autophagy and uh, mTOR functioning and gut-brain axis and you name it. Uh, uh, for me, that has been super revealing. So thank you very much for being such a, such a teacher and guide already at such an early age. It's so important that uh, we get uh, people to think of these things not only as a profession that they're going to graduate in like when they are 30, uh, but that they start practicing the right way, you know, through the passion that they do. And Seam is definitely an embodiment of that with his experience, sees from uh, strenuous and hard military training, getting really interested in how to optimize himself and, you know, cope with stress and uh, live long. And, 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 you know, all the work that you're putting into it. And uh, you were here in Finland recently and damn, man, you're, you're really a machine. Uh, Oli, my co-author, Mr. Soviarvi, the doctor, he also said, "Like, damn, this guy is re- getting stuff done." So, 
you can learn from seam also so i recommend you guys to come over yeah looking forward to it and yeah everyone who yeah you can meet everyone else as well the speakers and it's going to be a really good networking event and making uh, new connections and uh, gaining a lot of like invaluable information about optimizing your body and uh, living a healthier and uh, longer life